A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. This is the Ben Burnett Show, the only show in America that features a one-term has-been retired politician that nobody knows. Welcome into the Ben Burnett Show. My guest today is Derek and Carrie Beth Chitwood, who you might know as the owners and founders of Peach State Pride. You see their stuff. All over the state of Georgia, you buy it when you come here on vacation if you're one of my out-of-state listeners. Derek, Carrie Beth, welcome in. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. So I want to talk about the concept behind starting a clothing brand, but all the crazy ideas start with people who are like, you know what, this is going to work. How, how did you guys come up with the idea? So I came up with the idea um, prior to knowing Carrie Beth. Uh, about a year, year and a half before. Um, I grew up in Franklin County up in northeast Georgia. It's a suburb of Clemson. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> it's like directly between Clemson and Athens, So, but on the Georgia side. And um, my grandfather had a small peach orchard, about three acres of peaches, which doesn't sound like a lot, but definitely takes um, a handful of people to to manage that does it feel like a lot when you're out there picking peaches it does i mean 300 trees or so and so i grew up my family was connected to the peach industry i mean that was everything revolved around that that's what we talked about in the evenings when the weather was a certain way we talked about how it was going to affect the peaches that's when we went on we went on vacation based on you know when peach season ended and when, my, when does peach season end by the way well it depends too soon for us <laughs> For us, our last peaches came in about the first week of August. Um, there are peaches that come in later than that, but for our particular orchard, our last variety came in then. And But it was a big part of our life, and I was always incredibly proud, probably more so than most people, to be from the peach state because of that connection to it. And I had, um, when I graduated from Georgia College in Milledgeville, I was planning on going to get my master's in teaching at Clemson, and I'd taken a year off, and I was going to, just kind of live in Athens and hang out with some friends and do a few things before I got started on that. I was building playgrounds for a company and, and we were building most of the playgrounds in South Carolina at that time. And it didn't matter what town you went to in South Carolina. It could be the upstate. It could be the low country. It could be the PD. It could be Columbia. It didn't matter. Palmetto trees, palm tree, crescent moon everywhere. Every it's unbelievable. Yeah. Every like whoever did that was they that was really smart, and it's got some history behind it, and it's um it's 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 definitely a cool thing, and and like I said, I mean you could be you know up there near the mountains in South Carolina, and and people had that palm tree crescent moon. There's no palm trees around. You'd see it on everything, you know, you downtown murals and decals on cars and on shirts and orange and purple and red and or maroon or whatever their color is and black all the four corners of it That's yeah right. for sure never thought about that to be honest with you and in that sense you know it's, it's a little more abstract than your typical flag so it's kind of this logo that just south carolinians rally behind 
And I thought it'd be so neat if Georgia had a logo like that. And I really wasn't, I wasn't thinking about clothing at the time. I was just thinking, you know, I want Georgia to have something like this. I think it brings people together. I think the state of Georgia is, is, has a lot of unique kind of cultures when you go from Lookout Mountain to Atlanta to Savannah and all the different little areas in between. There's just a different, there's almost like a little bit of separation there. I thought it could bring people together to have this one logo that was different than just a state flag. So in a sense, just brand the state of Georgia. Like I said, I didn't have clothing in mind when I first started. I was, I was thinking I'm going to paint downtown murals and I'm going to make decals. That was, for whatever reason, that was what I was thinking. And my roommates at the time, I was living in Athens, they were like, you should make some T-shirts, make some hats. And so I was like, okay. And at that time, this is 2009, uh, there was a Southern clothing movement that had just started, but I really didn't know anything about it. You had Southern Proper, you had Southern Tide, you had Southern Marsh, if you're familiar with any of those names. Southern Proper Ties. I had a roommate yeah, at right. Samford. Mm-hmm. To this day, if you go on Capitol Hill, I'd, that dude is wearing one. <laughs> nice. Yes. That, that, I mean, that's that was kind of their thing there at the beginning. And um, well, because of that, um, it was early on in that Southern clothing movement. And I just started making some T-shirts and hats. I was coming up with these ideas. And I didn't even know about those brands at the time. But people, my little circle of friends bought them all. And then I had a friend that owned Ace Hardware up in Royston. And he, he was like, I, you know, hey, I'll sell me some. We'll sell some here at the store. So I started selling to him. Just didn't didn't have like this. You didn't have a business big business plan. plan. <laughs> no business plan. Just uh, just rolling with it. And um, it, I think the biggest thing that really happened with us early on was some country music artists started wearing it. I was trying to get my product to Luke Bryan at a farm tour back in around 2010 or so, and. Somehow didn't make it to him, but it made it to some guys uh, that are called the Peach Pickers. They're writers, but they're musicians out of Georgia. They live in Nashville now. Red Akins, Dallas Davison, Ben Hayslip. They started wearing these hats, and our hats just took off. I mean, this trucker hat, it's, it's got a peach on it. It says Georgia below it, and it was kind of crazy. And I knew from the get-go that I'd kind of hit. That, some... <laughs> that you, you know when it feels good. Yeah, and um I was getting, we had started wholesaling a little bit and we were selling to some stores and every one of these stores were just selling out of these hats real quick and they're calling each other up and it could be Jody Lyles down in Cochran. He calls his buddy over at store in Americas and that store calls somebody in Moultrie and says, you know, Hey, these hats are selling like crazy. And, and it was just a word of mouth thing. And everybody was coming back to me telling me, Hey, I've never seen anything like this. It's just ridiculous. And so we knew we were kind of on a fad there with peach state pride and that hat. And, um, and I've always said, you know, I, I really didn't know what I was doing when I first started. I, I didn't have any background in clothing or a lot of interest there, really. I just was kind of winging it. And because of things taking off the way they did, we were able to kind of learn on the fly. It gave us a little bit of leeway to to really learn how this industry works. Care Beth and I started dating in 2010, late 2010. She was in her last semester at Georgia Tech. And go go Jackets. Go Jackets. <laughs> You're the one. You're the one. <laughs> I'm a creative type person. I'm artistic. Um, I'm definitely a visionary, entrepreneurial. Care Beth, she's entrepreneurial. Not so much. You're yeah, definitely yeah. entrepreneurial. But we did a personality test. You got a, you got ago. you got more rules to your life yeah, than this guy who wanted structure. who wanted to paint murals for a living. Right. So. <laughs> I'd come to terms with. I guess I'm going to be the breadwinner for the family. <laughs> when we started dating. Hey, you still are. You still are. Um, she's structured. She's analytical. She loves systems. I have none of that. And and we did a personality test a few years ago, and I was like, 
I was like 80% of me is like social and creative. And Carrie Beth was like 80% of her was like structured. And <laughs> You're looking at Excel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She likes that. And so we, we kind of made a great team. And, and from the get-go, she was able to help me in those areas that I wasn't strong at. And, and we were able to kind of build this thing. And one thing, too, that, that wasn't mentioned earlier is so we own clothing stores as well called Empire South. Oh, we're getting there. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. We're still in the early days. <laughs> so anyway, I just wanted to mention that. But, um, yeah, so that was kind of the that was the origins of Peach State Pride. I grew up picking peaches. I'm proud of being from Georgia. And so there's that background, and, and, and the clothing line just kind of took off, and, and we were along for the ride. So. Carrie, how did you grow up? So I grew up um, in Royston, Georgia, which is in Franklin County, which is where Derek is from. We didn't know each other growing up. We He was the cute older guy when I was in middle school that everybody had a crush on. But um, I moved away to Sandersville, so I went to high school in Sandersville. What did your parents do to make such a, like— Big time move to Manhattan. Uh, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> no, my dad was a um, rural hospital CEO, so he moved from the hospital in Royston down to Sandersville, and they were both great small towns to grow up in. So, I mean, I didn't have the passion that Derek did from being from the Peach State, but I was a Georgia girl through and through. How? What did you study? So we don't. One, we don't meet a lot of people who went to Georgia Tech in general, and Derek went to Georgia College, but how? What do you study at, at, at tech? And, and talk about that education. I've heard it's just, I've heard it's awesome. But I have heard that they try hard <laughs> to wear you out. Yeah, they, they do. And, and I was not an engineer. I, I, I think I was an engineering major for about a semester. And then I quickly learned that that wasn't for me. It was a very rigorous education but it was also I mean it was great I had a blast I was in a sorority I cheered there so it was I had the college experience it was awesome but definitely there I mean that's I can hopefully not sound cocky when I say this but it is a next level education I mean it was great I think every I think even the Georgia fans that are proud (laughs) of all their national championships now are like man I've heard that place is rough (laughs) It it was tough and I'm so thankful that I have that I mean it I I studied uh, management which is you know like Business. business yeah there and had a certificate in marketing and had no idea that I would be you know working in the clothing industry and owning clothing stores but it I've definitely fallen back on that while you know Georgia Tech is obviously a little more tech focused engineering focused their their business school really is incredible too and it's it's come in handy for sure how do you guys get to a place where you're like Derek, where you're like, I'm going to let her into the business because I imagine before you guys get married, you're like asking questions. I know you well enough to know that you definitely don't have it all figured out. <laughs> but how do you guys start working together? Because I think family business, I think most of and I'm, I'm candidly one of them. I sit on the other side. There's not a any part of me that would want my kids to want to do what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it was just, it was very natural. We, I was in my last semester at Tech when we started dating, and Derek, 
he, like I said, I, I kind of knew who he was growing up, and we, my brother-in-law kind of set us up, I guess. He had explained Peach State Pride to me and sent me, like, a draft website, and I was studying business and marketing, so I was like, ooh, like, let me give him, give you my feedback, and so it was always a part of our relationship. It, I mean, that may sound kind of strange, but it was so fun. I mean, it still is, but especially in those early years, because there was just so much fast growth and we both do have that entrepreneur mindset and just we're both very driven and hard workers. So it was, you know, we would stay up late at night talking about business. And that was I think that was probably just one of the things that we had in common at the beginning, even though that is maybe a little nerdy. It was it was so fun. It, it truly and, was. And you don't get it back. Like what yeah. you guys talk about today isn't the same. No, no. And that's not that it's worse, mm-hmm. but it's not in the front end of anything show clothing brand or whatever like you look i look back at that this and other things that i've done and i'm like you know when it gets to a place where you're like well, how am i going to make this work and it you can't beat the early ride even though the success yeah. isn't there like there's nothing i get bored with stuff every five years like there's <laughs> there's nothing like getting it off the ground because you're the one who knows mm-hmm. that it's going to work and you see the early fruits of it with country music singers who are like, where do I get this? You know, like that's how you know you're on to something that is bigger than the idea that you had two years earlier. What comes first, the clothing stores or the fact that you feel like you're like a mainstream Georgia brand? Derek had moved back to Franklin County, um, was operating the business out of his parents' shed, um, had boxes. I think he— This was a temporary plan. <laughs> it was a temporary <laughs> plan. Uh, when we when we got engaged, it was like, you know, obviously we're not going to live with your parents. And so we needed some kind of warehouse space. And then at that point, it was, it was like, well, if we're going to be paying for a warehouse space, then why don't we try opening a store? You know, let's sell out of sell sell out of that space. And then also, I think we we kind of saw, we had the foresight to see the brand. And like Derek mentioned, the hats seemed to be such a fad that we were like, okay, what's this going to look like in ten years? You know, we don't just want to be a fad. We want to be, you know, a legitimate clothing brand because that was what it had evolved into at that point. And so we. We would see the brands that we looked up to and the people who wore our stuff, and sometimes those aligned and sometimes they didn't. And so we wanted to make sure that we were protecting the brand at all costs. And so the way we did that was we wanted to be in stores that align with our values, align with kind of the brand image we were trying to portray. And then we realized that we could control that in our own stores too. Independence. For all of you who want to sell out and get the big job or create the thing and sell it to whatever, I'm telling you, like, that's plenty of a successful exit strategy. And I'm sure people have come to you over time and said, we want this. And they may again, and you may take it. But I know upon the exit of my own things in the past, you wake up the next day and you're like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> Because you'll have to fulfill some sort of obligation, but that's a good that's a good comment for a guy who's trying to get it or the girl who's trying to get it off the ground and get it running and get acquired. It's like, I mean, you ought to think about the next phase of your life because if you love what you're doing, don't mess with being happy. What would you so how does Empire South come about? Hmm. So we opened that first store in twenty thirteen. We didn't know what we were doing with 
you know, regards to retail. Um, we have Peach State Pride, and then I was like, if we're going to be selling, you know, at retail, like I want to have some women's stuff too. I, you know, it must be fun for me. So we um, had like a little boutique side, and then that just continued to evolve. We picked up Patagonia and some other brands, and then at some point it became, wait a second, there's going to be some brand confusion here. We need this needs to be its own separate business. We could see that it, it was um, going to be successful. That first store was in Watkinsville in Oconee County, right outside of Athens, which was just a great community. Still is super um, cool small town. Uh, oh yeah, it's not that small either. No, I mean, yeah, growing <laughs> like crazy still, which has been that... great for us. But um, so we changed the name. It was originally called the Peach State Pride Store, and then we changed the name to Empire South. Georgia, of course, is the Empire State of the South. So still kind of a nod to that Georgia, those roots. And then that business just kind of continued to grow. We opened a few more stores. We, you know, we've lost a couple. COVID was tough, but um, we're, we have three stores now and we're reopening, moving our um, fourth store. Hopefully in the next month, we'll be reopening our Athens store. I want to hang out there for a second. In the past, I had Jaron Solomon, who owns and operates Solomon Brothers, which everybody in the Southeast has heard of Solomon Brothers. And he's a fantastic storyteller. Did COVID scare you guys to death with storefronts and how, I mean, what, and like Georgia's, you know, credit to Governor Kemp and really a lot of the municipalities who are like, you know, we're going to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you guys have to look at each other in just abject fear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I mean, what was that like? Because it, was... it like, let's hope it's the last lifetime pandemic, but it'll be another black swan. Like, I don't know what it'll be, but it'll affect your business. Mm -hmm. what, do you, oh, yeah. what did you take and what did you learn? It's a watershed moment. It was it was pretty terrifying. And, and just from a timing perspective, to give you an idea for what people in in our realm of retail, kind of how we experienced it. But it was early March when things started to shut down. Basically, in, in clothing retail, you start getting your merchandise for spring about that time. So overseas, people have shipped this stuff you know, in, and it's, it's coming in late February, early March, throughout the month of March. So, and essentially, a lot of times we, um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it from two different perspectives, because you've got the brand side and you got the store side. But you have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of merchandise At least. hitting the floor and people are demanding that they want you to pay for it. You know, they need their money. And from a cash flow standpoint, you know, you prepare for the worst. But you're, you know, during those seasons, it's like, okay. You, you got know, a lot of you hanging getting, out there. Right, exactly. And, and a lot of times it's perishable. You know, I mean, not fully not perishable like clothing. Somewhat, but, you yeah. know, there's a time span on some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to sell it. You know, you're, you're planning on selling dresses for Easter before yeah. Easter, you know, <laughs> yeah. yes. And when you're shut down, and and that time goes by, and you're sitting on all this stuff that you had planned on selling at that time of year, your cash flow is just completely out the out out of the water. And on the brand side, with Peach State Pride, we had ordered you know hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inventory to come in from overseas, and it's all hitting our warehouse around the time that that hits. So we're looking at, I mean, you're looking at big money that we didn't know, you know, when it was going to get better. We didn't know that the government was going to step in and help in any way. You know, it was just so much unknown. And we would go home and watch the news those, there in the early days for like the first two or three weeks. And we were just freaking out about it. And 
Eventually, we just said we can't, we can't watch the news anymore. We just <laughs> you can't. It was just you, you can't. Know. Uh, let me guess, it's still shut down, right? <laughs> yeah. Know? So it was it was crazy, you know. And I do think that at some point we step back, and, and, and I think our faith was a big part of it. Just having faith that you know we're going to be okay, and that God's going to get us through this. Well, I don't know but what choice was... you have. What, <laughs> right. Like when you run out of options, that's where most people are like. <laughs> Hey, look! I don't talk to you all the time. I I need some help. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, and I'll say this too: from you know, we, there were so many people that rallied around the yeah. idea that these businesses are struggling. Totally, they're going to support their local restaurant that they you know don't want to mm-hmm. see go out of business, and they're going to support their local retail stores. They're going to do whatever they can, and people did that, and we were really thankful. But I will say this: there was a little bit of a plateau to that, and then it actually just kind of went away. So early on, that was in the COVID. You know, time people were doing that, and we were so, and, and, and it continued. That in was a, sense, a really cool moment. It was we, really I cool. think we, we posted a video or something, just uh, I think it was something to Instagram to the effect of like, we don't know what's going to happen, but you know, kind of the message we have for you is support your small businesses. You know, we're the the ones who are struggling right now. And then it was so cool to see the order start rolling in. And, you know, we, we didn't do that so that people would just, you know, ambush us with orders, but more so like a reminder, like these are the faces of small businesses. If it's not us, you know, whoever it is in your community, support them. But after that moment, it was so cool to see like, oh, I know that person. I know because a lot of times when the orders come in, we're, we don't know the people. Your mom ordered <laughs> another <laughs> shirt. <laughs> but it, it was really cool to see. And I think we had just done Leadership Georgia. And so to see like that's just an incredible community if you're familiar with it to so to see these names of people that we were connected with across the state and across the country who wanted to support us and you know we felt like they were probably supporting their other small you know local businesses as well it was it was really incredible talk to me about leadership georgia we're going to totally shift gears i i'm selfishly asking but i've got good friends over at the georgia chamber of commerce mm-hmm. talk about leadership georgia and what that did for you We'll put in a good word for you, Ben. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Man, it was incredible. You know, we didn't we didn't know a lot about the 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 whole program going into it. I, I can remember Brian Broderick, uh, who's the mayor of Watkinsville. He he nominated me, and I he almost had to force me to apply because I just didn't. We're we're so busy as as entrepreneurs as business people that we're just okay. I, you know, I'll I'll do it. I'll apply. You know, because it, it's not and it's not cheap. No, it's no. not. But that's really kind of the the least of thoughts, you know. When, when when you get in, you kind of start looking at it. You're like, oh, this is work. This is you know, there's no, it's, it's invaluable. So, we were we were able to get in and and just meeting people from all over the state that, you know, a lot of them were in similar, you know, business owners or positions of leadership that you could kind of lean on. We developed so many good friendships through that, and it's just an incredibly fun program. I think it's five weekends out of the year and. And we uh, we enjoyed every one of them. And I feel some... like it was it was right up your alley in the personality test that Derek. Yeah, he didn't actually to was... want to do anything, but he loved to meet. People. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the personality test that we did was Emergenetics. We did it through that program, and it. I, I mean, this may be too dramatic, but I feel like that was transformative. Like you being able to see these are your gifts. This is where kind of you add value, just that um, affirmation, I guess. And then, yeah, Leadership Georgia, I feel like was just so up your alley, like meeting people from across the state of Georgia, talking to people, making those connections. So fun. I mean, I, I loved it, too. That's my one. That I, I don't you put me on in the hundred under a hundred. I don't care. 
I get passed over for all that stuff all the time anyway because I'm kind of like my own dude. That's the one. That <laughs> that's the one that I'm like, no, no, no. This is Chris Clark. I know you're listening. This is. <laughs> This is it. That should be the one. That's I mean, the, it, that's it, it's I'm truly I'm not selling incredible. out for anything else. That's the one. I've got it, one of those boondoggle type things in me, and that and that's it. It was it was incredible, and we got the chance to be program chairs to kind of help lead programs in 2019. No, 2020, 2020, 2021. They ended up extending it two years because of COVID. But yeah, truly just incredible. And. and I think it's worth mentioning that it's very educational. Yeah. You get to go to places in the state of Georgia and you learn about those areas that you had nothing. I, I knew very little about Covington, Georgia, but we sure. spent a weekend <laughs> in Covington, Hollywood of the South, and we learned about it. Cartersville as well was one that I just didn't know much about. And, and you Moultrie, get there. And, like, yeah. Yeah, I went to Moultrie. They do an ag program most years. Um, traditionally, they've done it every year. This past year, they kind of mixed it up a little bit, but um, they do an ag program. So people from Atlanta that, I, never. It'd be me. I'm just still trying to get Tyler Harper to take me to milk cows. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and Tyler, I know you're listening. I, I'm coming to the farm. He invited me last year, and I haven't heard do from it. him you since. Need to do it. You definitely need to do it, man. Talk about like the, upon the exit of COVID. I feel like you guys have seen a lot of momentum. I want to. I want to say something real quick. That's. I think your listeners will appreciate this, and it's so interesting to look at, but. Going back to COVID, it was so interesting how the, where you were located geographically, politically, how it affected your small business. So we had, at the time, we had five stores, four of them in mostly rural areas of Georgia, and then one of them we had in Virginia Highlands in Atlanta. Our Atlanta store, we, we ended up having to close it. We just didn't know when it was going to get better out there during COVID. Our lease was running out. 2025. <laughs> That's when they'll yeah. open up. So, you know, there was... It, to unpack what happened in COVID to our business is a long conversation, but it was interesting to kind of to figure out where we wanted to take it from there. We decided to close that store. We ended up closing another store in Livonia just because it was geographically so close to our Hartwell store, and we were kind of felt like we were kind of taken away from each other, and we really just needed one in that area. So that was really less a political thing, but we just, where we want to go with Empire South and Peach State Pride now, it just looks different than what it did before COVID. And and we and we learned a lot of lessons from it as well. We looked at our business in a way, we said, we you know, we have to look at every aspect of our business and cut in every way that we can. And CareBeth did a great job. If you can imagine, CareBeth dove into a lot of numbers with that kind of stuff. And we started looking at a lot of ratios. And I think we kind of reset, and now we're moving forward. You had That's to Google exciting. what ratio meant. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, talk, talk, because I know you have product in other stores. What's that selection process like? Yeah, so we sell to maybe around 100 or so stores across the state of Georgia and a few outside of the state as well. And I think, you know, we're kind of in most of the stores that we want to be in in the state because we generally, we try to, it's a relationship, right? I mean, You like know any, who they are. Right. We, we're friends with them. We see them a few times a year. But we were able, again, kind of having the control of our own business, we were able to tell people no. You know, if it's not a good fit, we're like, uh, you know, we really want to be in that store across town and, you know, do that in a respectful way. But When, when Bud Light calls me, I'm like, I guess I'm probably the wrong fit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> although I, although I, I did think about it. You know that. So, yeah, I mean, that that whole, you know, the wholesale animal is just it. It's a lot, and it's we had a lot to learn there, but um, we have great relationships with our partners across the state. We learn a lot from them. 
because we're on both sides of it, the retail side as well. I think over the years we've just built those relationships and, you know, sometimes ones fall away or we find a better fit, but it's just like any business relationship. What is something you guys really want to do that you haven't had the opportunity to do yet? And I imagine that's coming from you, Derek. We always drive through places and think like, you know, this would be a cool place for a store. You have to be careful and you also can't step on people's toes sometimes. So not just because you want to have a store there doesn't mean that it's actually possible for you to do that because maybe the other two or three stores in that town have every brand that you would want to carry and you just can't get those brands into your store. We would love to have a, a store in downtown Fernandina. That's kind of where we go to the beach, Amelia Island down there. And it just, that, that gets me excited to think about, but I don't know, we're, we're living pretty good right now. I don't have a ton of things like that. Derek's a dreamer though. I mean, I, I think from the brand standpoint with Peach State Pride, you, it, Y'all, he has big dreams for that, and, you know, maybe you're not ready to reveal all of them. But I think there's a lot of fun stuff. You know, we with any business, sometimes you kind of pigeonhole yourself into where you are and the challenges for us not doing that so much. So, I don't know. I mean, just with athletics and just, uh, just a lot of our interests. I mean, Derek is a huge college football fan, high school football fan. So, you know, I think there, there could be opportunities there in the future. We, we are collegiately licensed with, um, I, I want to ask about that. Cause I don't know anybody that is, I imagine that that barrier to entry, is it school by school? Is it conference by conference? Is it, you buy one, you buy them all. How it, it's mostly school by school and they're kind of different. Um, like I would bet the University of Georgia is super proud it, of the yeah. University of Georgia <laughs> for are. good reason. As they should be. Their percentage yeah. royalty. At, at one point, it's I heard it was the highest. High. I don't know if yeah. it, it is, but it's close. It, yeah, they're they're we proud got, of it as they should be. But I mean, that's been incredible for our business. But that's a you know that's a kind of a cool avenue that I think we, we got can got grow even further. The door with UGA license through it. They, they called it a local license. We were in Watkinsville. You know, we had a store in Athens at the time, and they. They saw you as like they saw us as there. Local. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and that, that helped. You know, but yeah, it's you're difficult. like, hey, we're not that. Lo- we, we're still like really very much here. Yeah, but like we're some other places too. Can we still do the local thing? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's huge, and that's, that's it, that is it is incredible how much UGA merchandise these UGA fans. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, you look at the way their fan base travels, and oh, it's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, what they you go to the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl, they went to Notre Dame. They went to the Rose Bowl that year. They, they're telling how much those tickets to the national championship against Alabama cost. And they, it's just year after year, and they continue to do that. And They, they could go play in Dubai, and they would sell their allotment <laughs> of tickets. Oh, they absolutely. would. It's not a bad idea. But, <laughs> it actually, it's, hey, I, get, I just gave you guys a really good play, a non-conference <laughs> game like somewhere in Europe and see what happens. They think the NFL's popular. Man, put the people from Georgia on a 747 and send them yes. to Paris. That's right. There's going to yes. be a lot of calling the dogs going on there. So. I've got one more question for you guys. What is your favorite part of owning two independent, successful brands? I think independent was the the, the key word there. I really do <laughs> – we we have autonomy in the sense that, you know, we can kind of do this the way we want to do it. There's a lot of freedom there. I love working with Carrie Beth. There's so many people that tell me that, you know, they couldn't work with their wife. I've never regretted that. Maybe there might have been a few moments. We might have. <laughs> we definitely we don't had agree our, on everything. We don't agree necessarily fully all the time, and we argue some, but it just it doesn't. it never feels like it comes to anything that's 
Yeah. When he has a harebrained idea that isn't successful, <laughs> are you like, I don't even have to say you know anything. What? When I have the harebrained idea that would have been successful that I wasn't able to pursue, that would oh, be a, an argument. But uh, it's all, we just love it. It's just been a good experience for us, and, and we don't know anything else. What, um, what a difference to make, like to be just a average average people with a crazy idea that 40 to 50 people, depending on the season, are part-time, full-time work for them. That's a huge responsibility, and I think there's, that's worth being super proud of. Thank you. We're, we're, we're very lucky, and, you know, for, for me personally, I mean, like Derek said, with the independence thing, that, that's so key. You know, we're, we are both very driven, and we want to grow this business, but the season we're in now, we have three kids, four and under, so we're, we're very busy yeah, with that. Busy. Um, and we're allowed to be. You know, I can work a... 70 hour week and then I can turn around and you know work 15 hours the next week and take three weeks off and go to Reynolds (laughs) Plantation yeah I mean that's an incredible gift you know and that's not something that most of America can do so we're very fortunate very blessed and it's been a fun ride well this has been another episode of the Ben Burnett show have a great day everybody this morning in North Carolina wheels are spinning determination is winning A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.